on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Google Ads' new experiment system will allow advertisers to legally dodge drafts. It's a customer match. We swipe right on a new Google Ads policy, but wish it was for everyone. Hey, website owners. Google Claws won't be giving out coal this year. <laughs> also, in related news, I'm Google Claws. Here's some coal. All on today's show. Google Claws. <laughs> you know what time it is. It's officially Marketing O'Clock. We bring you all the digital marketing news of the week, powered by the digital marketing community. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere, and you can join our community on Discord at community.marketingoclock.com. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios in beautiful Buffalo, New York, to bring you our famous Friday news show. You can subscribe to our show at youtube.marketingoclock.com or wherever you consume your podcast. Head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every article we cover straight to your inbox. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shop. And I'm Nicole Waddington. And I'm Greg Finn. And it's officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on November 19th, 2021. Hello, everybody. In addition to Caleb here today, we are joined for the first time at the table reading the news by Nicole Waddington. Nicole, it is so good to have you here. Such I'm, an honor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to be here finally. Yes, and you have the prestigious honor, as you can see, of being here for episode 201. <laughs> Matt from our team said, we spent too much money on these balloons. We have to get at least two episodes out of them. And we're ruining the environment with the helium. So it's more than one show's worth of helium, you know? We folded the zero over and turned it into a one. Yeah. So you have to see on YouTube (laughs) or Spotify if you want to check that out. Nicole, what's going on with you? So yesterday I had to pay for parking and that's totally fine. No, it's not. (laughs) Um, and I get there and it makes me download an app to pay for parking. And not only, yes, (laughs) not only does it make me download an app, but it makes me create an account and then verify my phone number and then put some more information in and spend $10 because you have to add credit to that account, even though I was only paying for an hour of parking. Yes. And then it made me think I have so many apps on my phone. Why do we need an app for everything now, a days? You have Ticketmaster, you have Eventbrite, you have parking apps, you have your wallet apps, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm just sick and tired of apps. And like old people park downtown, like what are they doing? Wow. <laughs> I'm with you though, I do get a lot of, a lot of apps and especially that, yeah. the Buffalo Rome app. I'm always looking around in my app tray saying, where the Buffalo Rome? <laughs> <laughs> No, but that app really does make me mad. And then wait because like the numbers ever never add up and you have to add $10 for like an extra penny. Yeah. Right. $10 at a time. It's so annoying. But welcome to Buffalo. Yeah. Greg, what's going on with you? Well, my wife recently went on a week long conference to uh, Denver, Colorado, and she was gone. And I really, when this happens, I need to optimize my time so well in order to get everything done. And I'm just like always thinking about time and everything like that. And I also, we got a sparkling water maker here in the office. And all I dr- do is drink pure sparkling water nonstop. I'm addicted to bub life. And that's all I do. So there's this thing when you get home, like that you can have a home version of it. It's not soda stream. You can do it with any kind of drink. And it's called like drink mate or something. And so I'm home. And I'm like, oh, I have this extra coffee left over. I just got this drink mate delivered. 
let me try this. And I didn't read the instructions because I was hurrying up and I thought that was smart. So I fire this thing up. Nobody's in the house. I'm about to have to go grab the kids. And I over foam this <laughs> coffee. And I'm like, oh, well, I heard a little noise. It's probably fine. I go to open it. It was like, it was the most, it was like a bomb went off the house. Like you could actually have a bomb that happens because you condense air. It went all over my face, all over the fridge, all over the stove. And it was hot. All over the ceiling. All I have to paint my ceiling because I got coffee on my ceiling and I'll put a picture of it in YouTube. There's literal coffee in the entire kitchen. I sat there, I'm like, I just feel like I want to. I don't know. What, I had to just wipe it off the blinds, the ceiling, the the floor, the dog. It was on my face. I had to change. My, it was unbelievable. And so that's what I'm doing this weekend: is painting my ceiling. That's really terrible. But I would just leave my ceiling unpainted. Uh, you're gonna see this so, picture. It's unbelievable. You're a better person than me. I just was sitting there, just covered. It's really terrible. In, 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 coffee it was so gross <laughs> that's really terrible caleb do you have better news for us well uh so my birthday is next week and one of the things that me and my siblings do they live in ohio i live here is we send each other like bad gifts back and forth like funny gifts you know and this year i got mine a little bit early and i opened it up and my little sister and my brother got me like a cane <laughs> like an actual cane like a metal cane that you can extend like an and old it, man cane like an old man cane <laughs> and it has like a really nice ergonomic grip and everything and you know the, the note that came with it was like uh for your journey here as you march to the grave that was definitely my mother well you are getting sister. older i am getting yeah. older but i was like 23 that's uh, that's not that bad. That's Y'all a nice gift. You're supposed to be like Gen Z, the voice of Gen Z, and Nicole doesn't like apps, and you have like literal cane. Like, what is happening? You know, out over it just makes you feel really good. I know. <laughs> I'm feeling really young. <laughs> that's great. Well, getting into the news this week, Google Ads has this new article, and it is called Customer Match is Now Widely Available and Easier to Use. They are lying to you, okay? It is not... It is not widely available. Okay, there's a huge stipulation here. Quote, all policy compliant accounts can use customer match and similar audiences for customer match to observe performance and exclude audiences from your campaign. So if you are a a policy compliant account, you can use it for the observation setting only. You can't even use it for bid adjustments with the observation setting. You can only watch it and see how those segments perform. And then you can use it for exclusions, which is really nice. But to have that big headline and be like, everyone can use customer match now. No, you can't. You technically can use it, but it's like of no use. Yeah. And like, what's the point of that? So, okay. If you have 90 days of policy compliant history in Google ads and more than $50,000 lifetime spend, you can use it for the targeting setting. You can use it for the observation setting with bid adjustments. You can use similar audiences for custom match and you can use it for exclusions. But like I said, if you don't spend $50,000, if you haven't spent $50,000 yet in your lifetime, you can only use it for the observation setting. You can use similar audiences for observation and exclusion, and then you can use customer match for exclusion. It's not for everyone. And the spend threshold, it's like, what's the point of that? Especially right now, we're gonna get into so much news today about Google, like just not caring about small businesses and acting like they do. And you have to have a $50,000 spread history. Like explain why that's fair. It's not. 
<laughs> I can't. So I get the, and then I get the policy compliance thing. Like maybe you want to make sure you're only giving this to trustworthy advertisers. You don't want anyone who's gotten lists in any way they weren't supposed to. I get it. But like, first of all, it says advertisers and accounts must have good history of policy compliance and good payment history. Do we know what good is? Or is this a, what do they say about search terms? Significant. Is this a <laughs> significant situation? What does good mean? I, I, I don't know. And... We all know how bad they are about policy violations and oh. identifying them. You you see bad things like CBD advertise all the time. I have clients asking me why they can't do it. And then Pamela Lund is getting sexual explicit content for a man in a black t-shirt with his hands in his pockets. Yeah. Make it make sense. And Lawrence with the balloons. <laughs> Those naughty balloons from last week. So some people can use customer match. They're lying to us. I hate this. They're also introducing an upload preview tool for customer match list so you can see any formatting issues and apply the suggested fixes directly in the interface before going to the upload process. That sounds like a nice welcome change and it's going to make things a lot easier. We'll see when we test it, but I just wish they would not lie to us. And can I say one positive that the ability to use these lists as exclusions if it works is very nice. Yeah. Because you can say these folks are already my clients. I'm already, they're already paying me monthly. I want to exclude them from targeting. Yeah. So that is very nice ability that you can have now. Where you before, just can't do like remarketing to your customers. Right. But you could see how much more lift there is to a certain customer and not do audience. anything about it i know it's observation <laughs> but you can at least still see it so set up now even if you don't have the 50k there's still some benefits and it's all that. to get you to spend more but whatever do you have news for us this week yes on november 17th barry schwartz putting out out an article that was literally called google we do not know if there will be another core update by the end of the year and this is, is in regards to john mueller uh, and I believe on the 16th, saying that sometimes things are hard to say in advance. I've seen cases where even an hour before a plan launched, things get pushed back. The goal is certainly to make cer sure search changes remain relevant for users, and sometimes that means ranking changes. And so Barry took that as there's there will they do not know if there will be another update. Well, later on November 17th, Google announced. There was a new November 2021 core update that rolled out on the same day. There were literal headlines saying, we don't know if there is going to be a new update. Unbelievable. So, and I took a screenshot on Twitter and I put it up. And I think it was within an hour and a half of the first post that Barry had saying that they don't know if there's going to be a core update. And then within, in a, between two hours, the update was announced, which is unbelievable. So generally, Google doesn't roll out core updates right before a big event like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and holiday season. And this is just in time for said holiday season. Interesting. And, and as much as they say they like small, medium-sized businesses, there are people that have ordered their inventory that are trying to plan for the near-term this is, again, make or break for a lot of, of retailers. This is why they call it Black Friday. It's when you go out of the red into the black. And Google's making this change right in the, in the middle of it. It's unbelievable. And then Barry Schwartz asked John Mueller and Danny Sullivan. He said, I got to ask, why during the busiest holiday shopping season, the rollout seems like it will happen 
during, and right before. Previously, you guys said you limit these updates before and during the season. So Danny Sullivan had a pretty corporate response, a kind of kind of a bootlicker on this whole thing where he said, Barry, we had an update last year later in the season. Years and years ago, there was this thing about trying not to do updates around this time. I don't think we've said anything about that recently, like you suggest. And also, it's really not what we what most need to worry about. I totally get the concern that some might have about an update, especially when there's often any number of the sky is falling tweets that people make sometimes with fun gifs and meant to be fun, but for others that act like an update is a negative event for everyone. The reality is core updates make no huge change for most. People shouldn't be panicking. Maybe more tweets reassuring people would be more helpful than the virtual red alert. But thank you, Barry, for asking. And you, this is your, this is your busiest time of the mm-hmm. season. It is maker. It's life or death for people. It's like- a core update. And you're just going to tell people not to panic. I get it. That Like overall, the, the goal is to make the results better and you should be making your website set up to be better, not just the, the, the now thing in SEO. But just don't roll it out now. It's crazy. And then Julie Baccini, a.k.a. Salt J. Oh my God, now. you have a new name for her. <laughs> she, she is Salt J. She has been on fire. <laughs> she said, it's almost like Google does not give a shit about businesses. <laughs> Champion of the small business, they claim, way to potentially nuke them or force them into paid ads at a very critical time. Julie just earned you a bleep. I'm editing. I feel like she's back on caffeine or something. (laughs) I love it. She goes, I'm still fuming about this and I'm not even in SEO. A core update a week and a half before Small Business Saturday and two weeks before Giving Freaking Tuesday? Giving Freaking Tuesday. (laughs) But please tell me again how Google sincerely cares about the plight of small businesses. And so follow at Neptune Moon on Twitter if you want more of the salt. But overall, be very observant to see if there's any changes that negatively impact you in the next coming weeks. Yeah, I think Pamela Lund is our queen of spice, so Julie can be our queen of salt. <laughs> it's just, why, just wait, wait two weeks to do it. Wait, wait, wait a month. And like, just talk to each other. Why did they say this morning? I know. And it's, there wasn't one coming out. And this is the thing, and I, again, Julie, Julie nailed it there. Don't pretend that you care about small businesses. Don't hit us everywhere at the stupid legislation email about how they care so much. And then when we're in the middle of a pandemic, you're doing this for the second year in a row and arguably doing it at a less opportune time this year. They don't care about small business. They don't care about you. They just care about sticking to that stupid corporate line. I hate it. Mm -hmm. Nicole, do you have better news for us? Um, maybe. So Meta is introducing a new way to shop using Facebook groups. It said, gone are the days when shopping meant stacks of catalogs and infomercials. Today we are, we, today we look to our friends, family, creators, and groups we trust for inspiration. That's and true for me. <laughs> I know everything I'm going to buy from Trader Joe's for my group. Trader Joe's meal ideas for busy moms. Y'all aren't even busy. <laughs> And then it goes on to say, and this is one of my favorite parts from the announcement. For example, members of Octonation, an octopus fan group, can now buy stickers, mugs, and apparel to show their love of octopuses. What? 
<laughs> Wait, is octopuses plural octopuses? I'm that... pretty sure it's octopuses. It should octopi. be octopi. It octopi? Need... It's octopi. Right? I think we should campaign to make it octopi <laughs> because I don't ever want to say that again. <laughs> and fans of octopi, are you kidding? Yeah, I'm like, this is the best example you could come up with. There's truly a group for everything. <laughs> there is. There is. <laughs> so Facebook will show products members recommended when asking for guidance in a group to make it easy to purchase the products from shops on Facebook. It also will sh show top product mentions in your news feeds and help you discover products recommended by peers from groups you're part of. Also, it is testing live shopping for creators, which makes it easier for creators you know already and trust to partner with brands and highlight their favorite products. That sounds like QVC. By the way, it's lock and lock day, everyone. It's what? It's what? lock and lock day. What is that? Big day in the holiday season when the TSV is lock and lock Tupperware. Such a good deal. That sounds like another language. <laughs> TSV? Yeah. It's today's special like value. Oh, of course. <laughs> I thought it was like a, a, a top echelon of, of uh, airport security. Yeah. By the way, um, Greg ordered me that Quacker Factory sweater, wow. and I have to wear it on the first episode in our new studio, and it has arrived. And let me tell you, it's beautiful. That's one way to describe it. <laughs> Finally, Facebook will allow community replies so you can see and respond to questions from people who are considering buying an item you've purchased before, expanded ratings and reviews, and the ability to tag brands you've purchased from in your posts on Instagram so your images can be added to the business's product details page. So this sounds great and all, but as the Gen Zer I am, <laughs> why would I trust anyone on Facebook for product re recommendations and reviews? Because as far as I'm concerned, my feed is just Karens trying to give away their 2003 dusty old crockpots, <laughs> multi-level marketing schemes from people I follow still from high school, and Boomers getting into arguments in the comment section. You've got to join me in the Trader Joe's group. I, I, I got a bunch of good good recommendations for political views to follow. <laughs> no, you should not take any of those. <laughs> All right. And next up, as first seen by Dario in our Discord group, it appears that Google Ads is experimenting with new types of experiments. And this version that we've seen make so much more sense. Before in the past, you'd have to make a draft campaign, then you'd have to run the original with the draft, and everything will get so confusing. And now you get three different options where you can optimize text ads, do a video experiment, or do a custom experiment. So you can see everything over on YouTube or follow on community.marketingclock.com to get all the news, but there's much easier to set up than basically duplicating campaign every time. Yeah. Um, additionally, there was some more information by the great Brett Badofsky that he caught some messaging over from Google and the message said, new experiments page now available. The new experiments page will allow you to create experiment campaigns without creating a draft, automatically sync changes from your base campaign to your trial campaign and receive customized reporting. That is so nice. Based on experiment goals. Automatically sync it. That is everything. Yes. It's amazing. I couldn't love this more. The previous experiments were just flawed all around. 
making additional campaigns and drafts every time was just so much overkill. So I hope it actually resembles something more like Optimize, where they show statistical significance and you can see how things are actually performing rather than hovering over to hopefully get information. I just really want the statties in your dash. That's my big thing. I'm offended. <laughs> you do a ton of experience. Do you have any thoughts? I'm really excited about this. I spent like four hours setting up experiments last week and this was around before. Yeah. It's so much harder than it needs to be. I wish they would make it better, like how it shows up in your campaign view and you can't remove them and like it's so clunky that way. They need to improve that too so you can like hide them easier once they're done. Agree. Yeah. It's like they're around forever. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff they could do, but yeah, I'm not testy about this change at all. I like it. <laughs> Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up just for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. All right. And this week we have our first ever, that at least I can recall, celebrity take of the week from the whistleblower himself, Edward Snowden. Wow. And so Edward Snowden on Tuesday. I thought you were calling Barry Schwartz a celebrity. Well, but he a celebrity, is one. <laughs> yes. Edward Snowden said, is it just me or have search results become absolute garbage for basically every site? It's nearly impossible to discover useful information these days. And then he says, parentheses, outside the arch wiki. Which that, that sounds like some black magic. Is that like his thing? I don't know. I don't know. The dark arts. I don't know what that is. The arch wiki. Anyway, Barry Schwartz quote tweeted it and says, does he know something we don't know? Eyes, CC, Danny Sullivan. So then Danny Sullivan replied again, right down old company lane here. And he says, I got the impression he's talking about site search. That's what he named, not Google. Danny, you know, he's not talking about site search. Yeah, like, oh, WordPress what? site search really stinks. That is not how I read that at all. Nobody read it like that. <laughs> Never. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I just try to like pass off. Like, oh, it's yeah, site search is bad. And then no, Edward Snowden responds to Danny. Oh, my God. And says, no, I definitely mean search engines, quote, among others. And Google is the worst by far. Even without poor results, and he lists these out, inaccessible to anyone who cares about their privacy and proper tour blocking, hostile scripts required captures, page redirects for mandatory scripts required cookie. And then he goes on to keep tweeting and he says, I seriously encourage anyone who has anything to do with Google search to try any Google stuff in privacy preserving manner. A, all scripts disabled, hardened browser. B, via tour. C, not logged in. D, definitely not using Chrome. And then this is the take of the week. The fact that Google is totally unusable is no skin off my back because I can work around it. But whoever decided every Google property should be gated by a redirect to a scripts required cookie gate has made the internet less safe. No law or bot problem justifies this. Wow. Has Danny responded? So Danny did respond to his credit. He said, I'll pass that along, but back to your original tweet. It seemed you didn't find the results were useful. If you feel comfortable sharing any specific examples, that helps us look into how to improve and understand if you don't wish to. Wow. You're just like, hey, can you give do a little, little R&D for me? <laughs> to, to Snowden. <laughs> kind of sounds like a bot a little bit. <laughs> and so then Edward Snowden replied again. And he said, that's not something a person like me can do. 
But I encourage you to read the replies to the tweet, which unanimously agree with the sentiment. Okay, now Edward Snowden's like bragging. A person like me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> too true, important. <laughs> I'm a whistleblower. <laughs> now it's time for this week's ICYMI. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked. But you shouldn't have. I see why my people from Anders Jorth at so Anders on Twitter. He has a crying emoji and then that like unwells crinkly face emoji. It's a really good one, but I don't know what it's called. Quote, OMG, PPC conversions over the weekend were catastrophic. What's wrong? I have the attached PPC panic checklist to the guy asking me. I gave the attached checklist to the guy asking me. Did I miss anything? And then he asked a few of our friends like Julie Pacini, Nava Hopkins, Mike Ryan. So here's the items on his list. Is your offering competitive? Is your data feed working and updated? Is the user experience consistent? Is the attribution insight useful for understanding the UX? Is automatic bidding based on sufficient relevant data? Is retargeting not being overused? Are audiences being built and applied? Is shopping versus text ads being prioritized? Is impression share sufficient? Is auction insight showing a reasonable competitive positioning? I really like the idea of having this PPC panic checklist, but I feel like a lot of these are more like long-term strategy things to look at and not like, like when I'm panicking, like, first of all, I would like to take a step back and say, I kind of am panicking right now. Like since that um, shopping campaign change on Friday where they said, there was like an error and things should be better now. My search campaigns have not been doing well. And I'm like worried about it. So I'm kind of panicking. But I've been looking at like my change history. I want to know if I added like a negative keyword I shouldn't have. I think a lot of these are more long term. And I'm just kind of hurt because I feel like he's making fun of me. <laughs> but and yeah, I like how he how he didn't at you. He instead added your boy Mike Ryan Retail. I know. Who apparently Confirmed. Swifty, everyone. And what a week for you. I know. And how, how, how this has got to be up there. With and the best just weeks. Best weeks in, in the past few years. Yeah. Well, I, with the Mike Ryan thing, I like deleted my personal Twitter because, like, what's the point anymore? So I've been trying <laughs> to, like, add more of myself into my biz Twitter. So I was just, you know, I waited so long for the album to drop on Friday, on Thursday night into Friday morning. So it's like 12 10. Then Spotify's down, of course, because Taylor broke it because everyone loves her so much. So I'm like drinking a little bit too much and I'm just decided to tweet about Taylor from my biz Twitter. It was so brave. And Mike Ryan <laughs> replied, right away it just made me feel so good so now we're best friends now it's time for this week's pew pew lightning round at this point in the show we split up our content into three parts paid organic and social First up in the paid universe this week, this is what I was just talking about. There's a tweet from Shoptimize at Shoptimize on Twitter. Hi, Jenny Marvin and Google Ads. Is there any update or comment on the smart shopping CPC issues, which are currently driving day-on-day CPC increases of 50% to 220%? So this is something a lot of people were replying to and saying that they saw this too. And Jenny replied and said, hi, we have an update here. She linked to a tweet from Google Ads that says... The Google Ads system encountered an unexpected issue between 6 p.m. PST on Friday, November 12th and 3 a.m. PST Saturday, November 13th that affected shopping ads. We identified and fixed the issue. Everything is working as as expected now 
And then I think I've seen this in all my accounts. There's a notification at the top that says if you use shopping campaigns with smart bidding, you will receive a credit for overspend that may have occurred during this time by Friday, November 3rd, 20, just December 3rd, November 3rd already happened. You didn't miss your refund. 2021. I kind of hate that because it's like they're just identifying the people that it affected and like aren't giving away for people to say, hey, maybe I was affected too. And we have to just trust them. So um, if you were affected and you don't receive anything by then, you might want to reach out. And I think my guy Mike was in the response is like, hey, Jenny, where's my refund? And that's when we got that notification. Doing the Lord's work, fellow Swifty, someone check on Jake Gyllenhaal. And return her sweater. Yes. Her scarf, Nicole. Her scarf, sorry. Wait, you're not a Swifty, are you? Obviously not. She thought it was a sweater. Well, <laughs> no, Dion Warwick tweeted that, and I thought it was really good. You are... T- can we take your Gen Z card away? <laughs> Crockpots? <laughs> Dion Warwick? <laughs> and doesn't use apps. Every Dion Warwick transcends generations. She's just okay. a queen. <laughs> okay. I, Recognizing I fellow queen. You have a lot of range, Nicole. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, now Greg found this new Twitter account called Chart of the Day. Cease and desist. <laughs> it's verified. So you the just... Chart of the Day underscore. Who cares? It's verified. They're the Chart of the Day. Greg, they're going to send you a cease and desist. And none no. of these are from Barry's Charts with Greg. They don't have a jingle, though. And I went to check on it. They really do only send one chart a day. They tweet one chart out. I, I really like that. I'm talking to the legal team as we speak. <laughs> it's a genius <laughs> idea. So the chart of the day for November 9th says the triopoly of Google, Facebook, and Amazon will rake in 64% of the year's 211.2 billion U.S. digital ad spend, about the same shares as 2020 and up one percentage point from 2019. And then they have a beautiful chart of the day to illustrate this. And this just um, got me researching. I was going to make a joke about how we should make an terrible game called triopoly and it already exists you guys it already exists it plays in much the same way as monopoly except it has three tracks of properties instead of one and the game was invented by this guy drawing inspiration from a five-hour game of monopoly nerd alert (laughs) we're gonna take a game that's already terrible and make it worse (laughs) six and desist I can't tell you the amount of times I played Monopoly and somebody's cried. I just can't say I can't say that enough. It happens. Monopoly like ruins families. Oh, it tears people apart. Do you like Monopoly, Nicole? I don't understand how to play it. Oh, that's probably exactly. Do you have twenty hours free? I can teach you. (laughs) It's the longest game ever, and it's boring. People never play it right too, because you're supposed to like negotiate the prices and like make offers it's awesome playing against your seven-year-old too you're just like i want boardwalk and they're like no and i'm like go to bed that's your own fault get to bed then (laughs) who would play this with a seven-year-old Okay, so we also have a chart of the day here. This one says Google's paid search ads have gotten pricier in the U.S. with cost per click rising across retail product categories in Q3 2021. This account so much shine, Chef. You put this in the notes. That's the one from November 17th. So beauty's up, home and gardens up, pet supplies, apparel, consumer electronics, and automotive. Chart of the day. New segment. We'll need a jingle. And from PPC Greg, he has a notification from Google Ads that says how your call extensions can appear. 
In some cases, your call extensions may appear in the headline of the ad similar to a call ad. This can occur when your campaign uses RSAs, has a call extension eligible to serve, optimizes bids towards call conversions, and uses smart bidding like target CPA or maximize conversions. And then Eben Lowy chimed in and said he saw a notification too that says call extension update and it has details about this. The gall. I did not ask to put my phone number in my headline. It's out of control. Like that is outrageous. And we just act like it's normal. The headline of your RSA is your, your phone number. Yeah. It's not a call ad. Like I see that in other advertisers and I like judge them. And now I know it's not their fault. I hate the look of it. Okay, well, now you know. Not surprising. And our ads liaison tweeted this week, we're rolling out the ability to link feeds to awareness and consideration video campaigns in addition to video action campaigns. Retailers will have the option to make any video campaign shoppable with product feeds. Now the product feeds can be linked to enable richer product experiences across your video campaigns. You no longer need to create a separate TrueView for shopping campaign. Existing TrueView TrueView for shopping campaigns will continue to serve until early next year. So they're going to be phased out. We don't have an exact date. Learn how to quickly apply your product feeds to video campaigns in this link. And she has a link there for how you can do it. We will have it in Discord. And I'm with you on threads after this one, Greg, because the tweet ends with 2-3 after next year. So I thought she meant February 3rd. Oh, yeah. It's very confusing. Get rid of the threads. Microsoft Ads has updated their lists of products and categories that you cannot advertise on the Microsoft Audience Network. Don't you dare call it the man. This is via George Wynn from Search Engine Land, and the categories include lawsuit advertising and invitations to participate in a lawsuit. Hey, do you want to participate in a lawsuit? Um, End-of-life products and services like cremation services, funeral flowers, urns, coffins, and obituaries. That's just dark. Nobody wants to see that. Um, Health supplements and vitamins, Um, although enforcement for supplement and vitamin ads that are currently running on the network will not begin until January. And also gambling. This is already prohibited on the Microsoft Audience Network, but will now be prohibited on native advertising served on Microsoft-owned and operated properties. They got rid of all the fun stuff. I know, but not mentioned investing in sports. Oh, I like where your head's at, <laughs> Jeff. And where the man, not the man, taketh, they also giveth. They are expanding to 18 new markets, and we will have the full list for you in our newsletter or Discord, community.marketingoclock.com. Over on the Google Ads end, they are expanding what is eligible to advertise. Quote, medical test kits with at-home results or lab results are now allowed in shopping ads and free listings. This includes over-the-counter test kits. Every medical test kit must adhere to country-specific regulations. Wow, very timely. They have medical test kits now right about 2022. It's called COVID-19 for a reason. (laughs) I thought you were going to say it's timely because, like, better testing on the platform. Now you can sell your test kits. No. Yeah. I was thinking about the pandemic that we're yeah. all in. It's a little late. but Well, it's not a little late. It's still very much a pandemic, but we could have used this earlier. Okay. Mike Blumenthal shared a notification this week. Actually, Julie Buccini shared this first. So proposed legislation may impact your advertising performance, and this is pulling up for people 
for small business accounts. It seems to be for people who have like a uh, Google Maps listing attached to their account. So the notification says new laws make it, make it hard for you to manage your ads, reach customers at scale and measure impact, costing your business time and money. Sign up and stay informed. So Mike Blumenthal retweeted this and said Google pulling out all of the stops in its current propaganda campaign. In an effort to avoid regulation, Google plays the pity party propaganda card to advertisers as well. My thought, advertisers might be better able to achieve focused ROI if ad services were separated. A hundred percent. Yes. And it's just so true. You're literally asking small businesses to do your bidding right now when you like, Julie talks about it all the time. You you offer nothing for them on your advertising platforms. You're releasing a core update right before Black Friday. You don't care about small businesses. And now you're like tricking them into helping you. It's It's evil. It's truly evil. And then Julie tweeted because she signed up for the updates. You guys, Julie Pacini works hard, okay? Salt J. She signed up for the email updates just so she can show them to us. And it says, this is what the legislation is going to do. It's going to make it harder for customers to find you because your business listing um, will may no longer appear in Google search or maps. Like, okay. Um, it may reduce your digital marketing effectiveness if Google Ads products were disconnected from each other and GA, and it could hurt your productivity if Gmail, Docs, and Calendar were split up and no longer work together seamlessly. And that was from Google, yes. not from Julia. Herself. No, absolutely not. She's just receiving the notifications and sharing them with us as she goes. Thanks, Julie. This is just true. Like, this is crazy to me that they're asking small businesses to do their bidding. <laughs> Screw themselves over so bad <laughs> stand up for this monopoly <laughs> it's the three level version you're and never getting out <laughs> speaking of which now we have another tweet from julie she says i love how google acts like this process is super simple for local businesses to just do it has eight steps some of them which have multiple parts and include feeds and other complicated items so step one set up your accounts i'm gonna stick a, skip ahead to step four step five Step five has three parts numbered one, two, three. Doesn't even try to list them in a sentence with commas. It's just blatantly saying step five is three steps. Create a primary feed. Okay, no problem. Like that's not easy for people to do. Create a local product inventory feed and register and submit local feeds. Just build your feeds one step. This is incredible. (laughs) I literally have no idea how steps work. You say A, B, and C in this. They proof so much stuff, and it's this is unbelievable. And step eight has multiple steps too. It's so <laughs> absurd. It's crazy. This is just I'm Greg Finn in my kitchen with coffee on my ceiling at all times. And from Akvila DeFazio on Twitter, she says, "Have you seen? I have not seen Akvila, so thanks for sharing. Facebook Ads has a new optional call out." At the ad level, this is an excellent addition, especially for the holidays when we can use other value props in our copy and add some other call-outs here. So you could add like free shipping. It looks just like call-out extensions on Google Ads. So very welcome addition. Thank you, Akvila. And from Glenn Gabe, he says, ouch. Apple is quietly buying ads via Google for high-value subscription apps to capture app publisher revenue. So this is a search for Tinder, and the first result is an ad for Tinder. And if you look at the URL, it is appstopapple.com. It's just, It's crazy. It's just really sad. And leave it to Glenn Gabe to find it and share it with us. And it's, yeah, the 
best dating app. This is insane. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's just trying to outgreed each other. You know? <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Nobody cares. I see. Oh, and I'm sure Apple loves small business, so don't worry. <laughs> oh, you haven't heard? Everything they do, it's like we don't want to get rid of hyper-targeted ads because small businesses need them and nonprofits. No mm. mention of large businesses. I see why my Facebook now allows you to connect your podcast to your Facebook page. We've set this up. It's really cool. You can publish new episodes to your followers and they can listen to them right from Facebook. John Loomer found a way to promote these via Facebook ads. You can't natively promote a post, but you can share your own post and then promote the share. Tricky. Galaxy brain thinking. I I know. So he has a tutorial there, um, and we will include that in our show notes and in Discord. Awesome. Thanks, Lumi. Appreciate it. Yeah, so thank you for making um, everything so hard, Facebook. And thanks, Lumi. Okay, this is amazing. Edible Arrangements has a lawsuit that accuses Google of theft for allowing other companies to use the phrase edible arrangements to trigger ads. This has actually been a lawsuit that's floating around for a couple years, and they are just now asking Georgia's highest court to revive that lawsuit. Listen, it's Red Taylor's version season. I'm all about the drama. I'm all about the exaggeration. It is theft. They shouldn't be able to do that. And I would like to accuse Edible Arrangement of theft for charging me $75 for like five chocolate-covered strawberries. Well, you purchased theft. Them. You per- And the, uh, the funny thing is the advertiser or Google can just be like, oh, it was a closed variant. Yeah. They purchased food near me. There's no way to prove that it. That was the keyword. There's no way to prove it. From Liam Lally at Zaddle Marketing on Twitter. Say that five times fast. No, thank you. You know I can't. PPC chat, just wow. Wow, Bethany, just wow. What is this, Rahoni? Google getting <laughs> Real Housewives. Oh, of oh, New York. Yes. Gotcha. Google is getting to the stage that it needs to try to trick people into enabling auto-apply recommendations via email. This is such a good point. We get the emails where it talks about auto-apply recommendations and there's an enable button right there. I don't think about how. That goes to your client. And it's the thought behind it is probably to get your client to just press the button because it's a huge CTA on the page. It's just everything they do, Just it's true. Everyone's trying to out-greet each other right in time for Giving Tuesday. What would Bethany Frankel say about that? <laughs> she would not like it. What's happening in organic? All right. First up in something I really, really thumbs down is new news from Google and YouTube. They are removing the dislike count from videos. YouTube liaison Matt Koval put a video out and it seemed like he hated this decision too. It actually seemed like it was a hostage video. It did. It seemed like he was doing this against his will. But is he's he like, the like really cool guy? No. No, he's someone else. He's he's mid mid tier cool. <laughs> but he's out there. He's like, at first I didn't really understand it, but then people would do these dislike campaigns and dislike a bunch of videos. And it's like, bruh, you talk about your machine learning and AI and you can't figure out a targeted dislike campaign? What are we talking about? I'm putting my ad revenue and my ad dollars to you, and you can't figure out a targeted dislike campaign that's impacting a few may like YouTube creators? It's insane. I guess not. And that's like the whole benefit of YouTube as well. It started as like that star rating system and then it's up and down and you can easily hop in there and feel like you're going to fix something in your house. You can go into this, you know, some some Fred in a shed that's telling me how to fix my sink and I can see that the dislikes far outweigh the likes and I'm going to move on to the next one. And without this, the creator will still be able to see the dislikes in the back 
which doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but then the person on YouTube can't see the rating. So what's the point? It doesn't. Does ma- it, it affect your rankings at all? The whole thing is they they're concerned about some of these dislike targeting campaigns. But you have machine learning and AI. You're you're Google, and there was a very well put response by Marcus Brownlee where he went through step-by-step step why this is a huge problem for Google and that why the dislikes really make this almost a voting system instead of just a popularity or people like things, it gives context and it lets the users know what they're viewing more. So hopefully they reconsider this, um, but I don't know. Matt Matt Koval looked like he had no other options. So. All right. Next up, Google is rolling out new PageSpeed insights. There isn't. There's a, the tool is moving to PageSpeed.web.dev. The the interface is more intuitive, and they said it is clearly differentiating between data derived from a synthetic environment and data collected from users in the field. There's also a little bit more information at the bottom of each field, including data collection, visit durations, devices, and more. Um, and the first thing I did, of course, I went to the new version and I put in google.com to see how well, fun. to see what their score was and their core web vitals assessment on mobile failed. Oh. So great. Yeah. Every <laughs> everything's great. Take this with a grain of salt people. All right, next up from John Mueller, there was a a, a thread on Twitter where somebody asked said they have an online poker site in India, so can I take backlinks from a casino site having high DA and low SS, which I'm not even going to get into. Um, and John Mueller said, what do you mean take back links? And again, this person tagged John Mueller. It's like you're buying links, asking about the domain authority, whatever. And so this person said, by take back links, I mean to create backlinks organically from casino sites. <laughs> is that relevant category to me or not? And then this is where John got in some hot water. SEOs were up in a tizzy. They are in a tizzy, all a huge tizzy last week. It was a kerfuffle. And... John Mueller said, you shouldn't be creating links to your site in general. I'd recommend checking out our webmaster guidelines for more. (laughs) It's like, I understand that. But Dixon Jones responded and said, I'm sorry, John, but that's just asking for trouble. A link is the only way, practical way, that's what it says, to get to a site. Even Google Ads are links. That's like saying, built a shop in a field without a road. (laughs) And I get what he's trying to say there, but like... I get it. Don't buy. Just say don't buy links. Don't 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 manipulate links. Just to say that you shouldn't create links. Like that's the whole point. You want people to get to your site. Yeah. Create links. You could do that by making good content. I also just love John Mueller because he always has his hands in the air and his Twitter avatar, and it's just always fitting for his response. (laughs) What do you want? You shouldn't be doing that. All right, there is a new study by SEO Clarity and click-through rates have declined significantly, especially for the top positions. And uh, my commentary is strange, seeing how much ad space is now above the fold. Or not strange, maybe. And searches without a click on organic results for page one or page two account for an estimated 65% of searches. So shout out to our zero clicks given sticker. Those are all gone, never to be made again. Oh, is that, we're never bringing them back? Nope, and they're gone. And (laughs) there'll be zero more given. Um, And then users may be scrolling more than ever before. Click-through rate in positions 17 through 20 is actually higher than positions 11 through 16 across the globe. 
I mean, maybe Snowden's on to something here. Maybe the results really suck. We got to go over to his dark <laughs> website, whatever that was. Arctor wiki. Or <laughs> but also, don't, if you're in position 11, don't try to get to position 18, you dummies. Okay? <laughs> like, don't do that. Oh, my God. I can't believe we have to say things like that. <laughs> and then there was another fact that apparently was in there from Ruben Alonzo at Ruben Alonzo. Yes. And it says, wow. For the rank one and last study, 19.3% in desktop and 27.7% in mobile. For the rank one in this new study, 8.17% in desktop and 6.4% in mobile, which seems like it's a third to a fourth as many clicks. And again, I didn't download the, the thing. So you <laughs> take that with a grain of bacini as well. All right. <laughs> and next up, Google said, oh, why did they say this? They said bolded text can help your SEO. And they said specifically, bolding important pieces of text in a paragraph can improve a web page's SEO and make the content easier for Google to understand. Bold everything. Bold it all. Are we transcribing this? I don't, yeah, sure. Okay. Bracket strong. Best digital marketing news podcast and bracket strong. Do you think that's going to help us? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait to see people mess this up. Everything's going to be bold. Don't do this. If you didn't have it bold before, don't go back and bold things. When everything's bold, nothing's bold. Thank you. Preach. All right. And I saw a couple of good memes from this. So the first meme was the car getting off the ramp really fast. And the road was core web vitals. And the car is your entire strategy. And it's exiting very quickly to bold text. Okay, that was good. And then John Henshaw had the Game of Thrones fellow. What's his name? Ned? Ned Stark? That's Ned. I've yeah. never seen Game I of Thrones. I feel like you're a Game of Thrones person. No, I think it's overrated. It. Okay. Okay. I think, Don't. I think you think a lot of things are overrated. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, Ned Stark says, brace yourself for bold text that makes no sense. <laughs> okay. All right, next up, the fine folks at Ahrefs performed a study that took a look at Google's claim that they use title tags for web titles 87% of the time and instead are, saw that Google rewrites those titles 33.4% of the time, so much higher than the 13% or so that they claimed. So again, don't believe anything Google says. Um, next up, if you're on SiteGround, they had a bunch of basically crawl issues that resulted from some DNS issues that happened. It, happened, I believe, on the 10th of November. But if you're on SiteGround, check it out and put it in your analytics. Um, everything should be resolved and there should be no lasting issues. Also, Google is testing the Index Now protocol for sustainability. Microsoft Bing and Yandex announced that they use Index Now. It's a method to have website owners instantly inform search engines about content changes. And Index Now is, um, there's no update on when this will happen, but it seems more like it will be Index Coming soon than Index Now. All right, next up. <laughs> Barry You're really do it, killing it today with the joke. So next up, Barry Schwartz said, Google found in video search result carousel. Probably a mum feature. And he was looking at how to clean white converses. And there's a bunch of videos that say from 0.2, how to clean white converse. And from 7.24, specific points in the video. So expect more in-depth content being pulled from longer form videos which youtube used to really go all in on yeah all these mum references sound like british your mama jokes to me it always throws me off a little bit british what? like your mom oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Google Maps is now showing price ranges for U.S. restaurants. They're also having area busyness as well. So it's similar to live busyness, but it's area busyness. There's some indoor directories going global. And pickup is happening at over 2,000 store locations, but it's only stores with weird names. So it's Kroger, Fry's, Ralph's, and Mariano's. It sounds like something from like... Uh, Kroger is a big deal. Is it? Freddy Kroger? Yeah. Also, okay. I didn't know busyness like that was a word to I didn't until now. I hate that word busyness. I keep trying to write out, but I want to spell it with an I. And, then and that's just, business. Then I just write the word business <laughs> and it blows my mind every time. Um, all right. So then next up, Google has lost a key appeal against a 2.4 billion EU shopping antitrust case. And I believe that's in euros. Um, so my biggest takeaway from this is, oh no, what will the small businesses do? Google needs them to help. They need them to come to their rescue. All right, next up, I'm Charles Ferran, at Charles Ferran on Twitter. Google's added a new feature for GA4 where you can have automatically send your universal events to GA4 with a simple toggle. It looks really awesome. You can pull that into GA4. Um, the only thing he warns against is that with UA version of GA or GA3, you could use, and it was advised, to put spaces in. In this case, you don't use spaces or everything gets messed up. So again, check it out over in our newsletter, marketingclock.com forward slash newsletter. All right, next up from Glenn Gabe, 2019 BFF of the year. He says, interested in Discover? Google's testing a three-row follow your favorite topics. And I guess Vorticon Commander found this initially, but you can add in all the different things that you like as well to Discover. So don't sleep on Discover. Google is really building more and more around Discover. All right, and from Menachem Ani, uh, uh, Menachem Ani on Twitter, he says, new in Google Merchant Center, automate your discounting decisions with pricing rules for the products that you show in free listings and buy on Google listings. And your boy, Mike Ryan, chimed in and said, it's not available on paid listings dot, dot, dot yet, but we talked about this. It is for free listings. So check it out if you're a, if you have a Merchant Center account. All right, next up, Google is testing another variation of the feeling curious feature in Google search. And according to Barry Schwartz over in Search Engine Roundtable and host of the Friday Search Engine Recap show on YouTube, he's, there's a result that says, feeling curious, and it lets you look through more topics. And apparently Brian Frylston found this feature. And bro, Google thinks he is curious AF about Yellowstone. Click on this link that Google is recommending. Everything that Google is recommending in Discover is Yellowstone. Or sorry, this isn't Discover. This is the... Curious, feeling curious results. It's like, do you like? Oh, the show. Yeah, it's like, does and what is yellow? Do you watch? Do you watch Yellowstone? I started it, and I like the the redheaded lady is just too chaotic for me. I had to stop. Okay. Well, I've heard nothing but good things though. Well, anyway, if you're really into Yellowstone, you might be able to find some more things you're curious. About. I think we could find a better way to say it than feeling curious. That's, That's like weird. a little creepy. Yeah, it should be like the for the tickler file. Oh. Okay, next up from Azim Digital, he says, big news for podcasters. An additional 33 more markets, including the UK, can now launch exclusive content to their subscriber base on iOS and Android. He says, my take, great, but probably not something worth doing if you're very new to the space or have a small audience. I concur and go follow the Azim Digital podcast for some great interviews um, all the time. And Google has new tools and features to support local news. We've got a lot of news this week. Um, there's a Google's basically trying to highlight more local news. So from local sources, there's going to be um, more coverage. And there's a good example, Shep, if you want to take a look at the GIF there. It looks like somebody is in uh, Michigan. 
and you can see all the stories coming sliding by and it's less national more local the one thing i really liked if you look there really close there's one of the stories that was about the rattiest city wait i don't see that one it's I a see detroit football. lions helmet and it says the rattiest city what does that mean like so vermin? I, I, did, I put on my sleuthing hat and i figured out the rattiest city in the in the u.s new york chicago there's but, the most rats there? Yes. So don't go to Chicago shop. But Buffalo was 40th. Oh, my God. So you should feel good about that. I don't know if I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, they're pulling in what is awesome to me. I think I, I love it. It's, a uh, again, another gallery that shows tweets. So local tweets, they'll pull that in if it's an authoritative figure. So pretty cool. And finally, I'll just read a headline from Android Police. And the headline reads, Google Meet is raising its participant limit to an insane 500 people. Wow. I don't even know a sane 500 people. No. And like, (laughs) it's too, this is a sane 500 people? (laughs) Did I miss the joke? Uh, Yeah, I think so. All right, crickets. (laughs) Okay, all right. (laughs) Nicole, what do you have in social? So first up in social news, TikTok is launching a new creative exchange platform in an effort to facilitate more brand creator partnerships. The platform will enable brands to pitch campaign briefs, which creators can respond to and arrange sponsored content deals. Brands with verified profiles can sign up for the platform, choose from a list of campaign types such as story and product intro. And then brands will fill out a form about their brand or product they're advertising and creators will receive emails about projects that fit their profile and can accept a project and initiate direct exchange with the client. And you're big on TikTok, right? I'm not big on TikTok, but I am on TikTok. Yeah. I'm sorry. Is this example from the Blair Witch Project? <laughs> what it looks is like that Taylor mean? Swift. <laughs> that looks no, like, like 2012 Taylor Swift. Did she have bangs then? Yeah, she had bangs. Like 1989. I want to talk, talk get Mike Ryan on the blower. She had <laughs> just gotten her bangs, baby. <laughs> No, that looks like the Blair Witch Project. That is scary. I don't want to know what that creator is up to. (laughs) And from Matt Navarra at Matt Navarra on Twitter, TikTok is also releasing two new features, the first being the ability to favorite comments, whether it's a comment of your own or someone else's. And the second feature is the ability to reply to a comment with a video. And even more news from TikTok, it is adding a new feature, quote, for us page for iOS devices when on FaceTime using SharePlay. So SharePlay was a feature that was part of iOS 15 that allows users to listen to songs, watch TV shows, play games, and even more while doing, while FaceTiming. And this new TikTok feature will, instead of the for you page, when accessing TikTok, it will be for us and will combine the best of both users' algorithms. That's smart. I've been thinking for a while, like, do you think people would use a TikTok TV app? Like with friends? I hope not. I I would not want to watch TikToks together <laughs> over FaceTime with anyone. But I send so <laughs> much. But what about on TV on a couch with a friend? No. Although people did do that with like Vine compilations. They yeah. Did. People would like put them on the TV and That's just watch what I was thinking of. They Vine still do it. And yeah. you, I just, anytime one's good, I send it to someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is also halfway to getting a call from Damon John's lawyer. <laughs> Why? <laughs> For us both. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I get it. Yeah, food, yeah. Oh. <laughs> is that what food? 
stands yeah. for? Yeah. So they only have the first part. They, they add a little extra there. Spectacle. And from Meta, Facebook's work-focused version of its social app called Workplace will now integrate with Microsoft Teams. This change will allow users to share content from Workplace's newsfeed and from its groups into Microsoft Teams. The integration is largely aimed at customers of both products and seems to be aligned with both companies' focus on building out virtual reality solutions for remote work. Great. I hate Facebook and I hate Teams, so great. <laughs> Sorry, Meta. <laughs> And from Instagram, it's adding a new text-to-speech and voice effect option in Reels. The text-to-speech feature gives creators an option to add an auto-generated voice to read any text overlays you add to clips out loud. And the voice effect feature is a tool that will allow creators to modify the audio or voiceover in the Reel. So text-to-speech is the TikTok thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But I feel like this is going to be creepy. Like, I don't want to listen to an auto-generated voice. Only if it's Mark Zuckerberg, then I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to use it because I mean, nobody makes reels. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and more from Meta. Meta is getting into the holiday spirit this year to celebrate Giving Tuesday. Oh, they that's, love small businesses oh, and so charities. Nice <laughs> And it's matching up to $8 million in donations made to eligible fundraisers on Facebook and expanding access to fundraising on Instagram. It's also hosting a Giving Tuesday tournament for Facebook gaming creators to raise money for nonprofits and donating $25,000 to nonprofits of the winning team's choice. And finally, Meta is expanding tests of new Facebook neighborhoods so people can offer items they're no longer using through a new giving exchange feature. I can't believe they're giving away $25,000. <laughs> what a gent that Mark Zuck. And I didn't know at- there were gaming creators on Facebook. Are there? <laughs> it's like the dude that made Farmville. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> That's going great for him. And Julie Bacini at Neptune Moon on Twitter responded to this saying, matching donations with a whooping 0.00000034% of their Q3 earnings, <laughs> in parentheses, $8 million to be matched, quarter three earnings alone, $29 billion. Oh, and a mere $350,000 for Instagram donation slash cause support. Wow. Also, how gross to donate so little and trumpet it like it's something amazing. Julie, (laughs) Julie is the best. (laughs) Salt J. And my only response to this is, doesn't this already exist with buy nothing Facebook groups? Yeah, they're just like stealing ideas that other people made, like their creators made. I just not even creators. Karen's made. (laughs) That's, that's right. I found out there was a Karen who was trying to give away a half-eaten container of donuts on my neighborhood's Buy Nothing Facebook That group. is disgusting. So I'm finding a lot of entertainment out of this. <laughs> and also from Matt Navarra at Matt Navarra on Twitter, Instagram is now using video selfies to confirm users' identity. He included a screenshot of the new feature, which shows a disclaimer that says, This video will never be visible on Instagram and will be deleted within 30 days. This won't use face recognition or collect biometric data. Sure. (laughs) Just trust them. From TechCrunch, Twitter announced it is acquiring Threader, which is an app that lets people compile and share tweet 
Twitter threads. Threader will shut down in 30 days as part of the acquisition. So if Threader users want to retain the reading experience, they will have to pay to join Twitter Blue for $2.99 a month. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Twitter will also no longer be auto-loading new tweets on its web platform. Users can now decide when they want to load new tweets by clicking the tweet counter bar at the top of their timeline. Before this, tweets would often disappear from view mid-read while users' timelines automatically refreshed. I hate this. You, you just get to the homepage and you see all these new tweets and then every time a new tweet comes in, you have to re-click the button. Yeah. I hate it. Oh, so you, you wish they weren't changing? No, just keep it the way it was. What do we care? We're like, fine. No, I like this. No, I like this too. It you was so, every, I, I would be reading something and it would move. Yeah. Every, but you can find it. Go find it. It's like part of the fun. This is where I'm like just about a little like creepy. It's like, yeah, go find that tweet. No. Every time I have to hit view new tweets, I hate it. No. Get rid of it. And from Snapchat, Snapchat has partnered with Sony Music to include its artist music in the app's sound library. The company also announced it's creating new AR music lenses called Sound Lenses. This feature allows users to select a sound select a song that is embedded into a lens and then the lens transforms pictures of anyone to appear as if they are singing the song. And from Matt Navarra at Matt Navarra on Twitter, Facebook is rolling out the ability to set a primary and accent colors for groups. It will also suggest alternative colors if ones selected are difficult to see for some users. A bipartisan group of U.S. House lawmakers have introduced the Filter Bubble Transparency Act, which could force social media platforms to allow users to use their services without algorithms that filter or prioritize the content users see. Good. If successful, social media sites will be required to post and notice the first time users interact with an opaque algorithm, quote, which determines the order of manner that information is furnished to the users, end quote. Social media sites would also be required to offer users the option to turn these opaque algorithms on or off. And last but not least on social, Christina on our Marketing O'Clock Discord said Shopify has a free tool called LinkPop that makes a shoppable landing page which can be used through social media apps. It can be integrated with your store so people can buy products without leaving the LinkPop page. Christina says, aesthetically, it is a lot more limited than the likes of link.bio, but the shoppable links are cool. Thanks so much for your submission, Christina. And if you have any news or must-read articles you think should be featured on the show, head over to our Discord channel and post it in our community submission channel. Community.marketingoclock.com. All right. And in this week's segment, segments, I've got a new bit that I stole 100% from Norm MacDonald, where we've got some jokes that are out there, just some recent Digital marketing jokes. And Nicole and Shep, I'm going to have you read it, digital marketing joke. You J- used a printer for this. Okay. Yes. Very important. <laughs> do you want to hear like an example? I can do an example yeah. if you want. Okay. How many of those do you have? <laughs> Whenever, Caleb, you tell, you tell us when to kill this, okay? Okay. When it stops. Being, so here's a, here's a sample joke and just read it out loud for the first time you've ever seen this. Google has changed my business yet again under the guise of simplicity. Now, instead of using one single location, you can DM in a Maps app or send mail within the search engine results page. This change is brought to you by the Google engineer that simplified YouTube, YouTube TV, YouTube Premium, YouTube Shorts, <laughs> YouTube Music, and YouTube Red. 
Meta is now using video selfies to confirm a user's identity on Instagram, as reported by Nicole Waddington. I added that. A crew of the most skilled engineers on the planet were able to repurpose their amazing biometric technology from analyzing fingerprints to instead analyzing duck lips. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nicola. That one was better than your first one. (laughs) The Staples Center is getting a new name for Christmas, the Crypto.com Arena. In an unrelated story, the Crypto.com link building team has announced that they've already hit their 2022 numbers. That was fast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here goes one for you, Shep. This is a good one for me. Recently, a Barbie doll was used to bypass Instagram's video selfie identity. It's true. I saw it on Reddit. I saw it on Reddit. We asked Barbie's partner, Ken, about this incident, and he responded, Yo, that's sick, bro. What? (laughs) What? Barbie and Ken are on a break, Greg. Well, you're not going to the rest of these. Google's John Mueller recently said that website owners shouldn't be creating links to your website. That is, unless you are creating a link to your site from within the Google Ads platform. Oh, I see what he's doing. So these are all (laughs) stories from today. Yeah, they're just jokes that we found. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) this is the same joke? No, it's, it's, it's a new one. Recently, a Barbie doll was used to bypass Instagram's video selfie identification feature. If found guilty, she could receive up to six months in jail for identity theft. (laughs) And in related news, Ken is getting 10 years for quote. He's getting 10 years? 10 years for being, quote, such a Ken, end quote. All right, are we done with this? Do I keep going? What are you doing? Well, let's get one more. One more good one. Well, I feel like there's a story forming here. I need to <laughs> The Greg Finn Cinematic Universe. It appears that Google is testing a new responsiveness factor for search engine rankings. Good luck ever getting this implemented by the Google Ads support team. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone is not watching on YouTube, Greg is reading over our shoulders and saying the jokes himself. (laughs) Because you don't trust us to read them. (laughs) I'm really invested in mine. Recently, a Barbie doll was used to bypass Instagram's video selfie identification feature. I heard about that. In other news, Ken... (laughs) My nose is running. (laughs) Greg made me laugh, and my nose ran, so I had to get... These these aren't my jokes, for the record. They're just jokes. They are your jokes. (laughs) Recently, a Barbie doll was used to bypass Instagram's video selfie identification feature. Uh In other news, Ken successfully recovered his password... For the bodybuilding.com forums and gains have never been sicker. <laughs> That's good for him. All right, we'll do one more. I think this one might have came from Julie Bacini here. Okay. Google Ads Shopping had a major malfunction this weekend as some advertisers saw CPC increases of 50 to 220% normal costs. In other news, a local SMB saw 7% more conversions when switching from manual CPC to smart bidding with broad match. 
automation jokes. Love it. <laughs> That's for Salt J. This is pretty good. All right, thanks. <laughs> and that was mar- digital marketing jokes. Okay. And that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working. Um, something that was working hard for me was Greg Finn at 3 a.m. writing these jokes. <laughs> something that was hardly working on Friday, I was rebuilding a client's existing Microsoft advertising account because we just keep getting shut down with editorial reviews and there is no notification for me and they don't trust that account anymore, so we're rebuilding. I don't blame them, but it's absolutely ridiculous. And the day I'm rebuilding the account, at least for like two hours of the day on Friday, the Microsoft help website was just nowhere to be found. Like an error. It doesn't exist. It, I, you can't make this up. Just down. What about you, Greg? All right. I've got my final prognosis on Twitter blue. I canceled it immediately after the show last week, but I it wasn't immediate because I had signed up on the desktop version and you cannot cancel it on the Twitter app. You have to go back to the desktop version. And I stand by the statement that if anybody out there is telling you to Invest in Twitter Blue. You run the opposite direction for any advice. It is not worth it. And that sending tweet that you can then undo is way more agita than help, in my opinion. Okay. Nicole? Um, So one of the accounts that I'm working on is testing Microsoft multimedia ads. And I'm pretty sure that the ads have been under review for like two weeks. And then the ones that haven't gotten approved or got disapproved, it was for image quality. And I have no way of knowing like what image quality they're looking for because it meets all the specs and then when I went to check the help center or the help center website it was also down for me I actually have those specs our Microsoft rep for one account that has dedicated reps um, we had the same issue and I've got those specs let me pull that wow up. troubleshooting oh live I love this. so um, and I will not attribute this to anybody but the specs that we were given and i'll put this over in discord is there are four images that will rotate for this ad type the pixel requirements for each image are as follows 608 by 152 4 by 1 aspect ratio 703 i'll put it over in discord or community.marketingclock.com for everybody and i will send it right over to you after this thank you so much and now for this week's cool tool as a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. And this week's Cool Tool is Greg Bernhardt's Google Trends for Top Google Search Console Keywords. Are your top queries trending up, down, or flat? This tool can help you find out by marrying Google Search Console data and Google Trends data. If you want to go check this cool tool out, it will be linked to the this week's show notes and on Discord. Jess would call that a trend of friends. <laughs> friends trend. <laughs> and now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. And this week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from 2019 BFF of the Year, Glenn Gabe, over on the G Squared Interactive site. And the name of the article is called The Link Authority Gap. How to compare the most authoritative links between websites using majestic solo links, SEMrush backlink gap, and Ahrefs link 
intersect. And Glenn goes through a great description of why you would do these things, how to calculate the authority. And it is a one of it's one of his posts. It's just a phenomenal lengthy post that you're going to have to exercise that scroll finger to get to the bottom of. But by the end of it, you'll be so glad that you did. So don't miss it over on gsqi.com. Thank you, Glenn. All right. That does it for today's show. It is officially not marketing o'clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's marketing o'clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. And we'll see you next week. Welcome to this week's Shoot in the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. And today we are playing a game. This is Nicole's first Shoot in the Heck, and she requested two types of people. Where Ooh, we everybody's give, favorite game. It's Greg's favorite game. <laughs> you give two... I guess it's Nicole's favorite game. You give two alternatives. You're either one type of person or the other. You can't be in the middle. Okay, Caleb, why don't you go first? Okay, I've been thinking about this one a lot lately because of a little spat I had with my brother. But there's two types of people, people who are get a bagel with cream cheese and eat it like a sandwich, right? Like, you know what I mean? One on top of the other. Or people who like make like the little cream cheese bagel pizza thing where you cut it down the middle and you slice it and, you know, you put it on top like a piece of toast and butter. You That's know, a good one. That, and personally, got to eat it like a sandwich every time. It's more fun. It's not as messy. You don't have to touch it. It's good. So for me, if it's just cream cheese, I like to take it apart and eat it in the fork slices like the pizza way like you're saying but i mostly eat breakfast sandwiches who are we kidding (laughs) i'm not just getting cream cheese so then i eat it like a sandwich yeah i'm with you there because i feel like you spread out the joy if you eat it like in the four pieces you get more to like chew on yeah it's a sandwich i don't have time to cut i'm not cutting it i gotta paint my ceilings man (laughs) nicole what's yours all right, so there are people who wash their dishes before putting it in the dishwasher to the point where it's basically clean. And then there's people who just put their dishes straight in the dishwasher. Oh, I know who I am. I'm one. I'm going to get a ton of eye rolls out there. So I put my plate in there and I just hope for the best. I'm like that too. And then my dishwasher like reeks. Like, <laughs> it doesn't do its job. It smells so bad. to clean it out. Because there's like a filter and you're supposed to clean it out mm-hmm. every once in a Yeah, while. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I completely rinse, wash the dish before putting it What's in. What's so the it gets point? Like a wash. See, when I, I do that, I'll do that, but I'll put, it, I'll put it away. I'll wash it and I'll dry it off and I'll put it away. It just makes me feel better that like it went through a steaming cycle and hmm. yeah. I don't know. See, if, I get this, if I get the sponge out, I'm scrubbing. I'm getting it all clean and I'm putting it right away. Yeah, I'll do. I do the same thing as Nicole. I make sure it's like mostly clean. You know what I mean? I'm not like actually washing the dish, but I'm getting all the debris, the sauce, yeah. whatever off. You know, it feels better when you put it in there, knowing that there's like two levels of cleaning going on. Yeah, you know? I'm sure yeah. your dishwasher smell a lot better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there's two kinds of people, and this is one just in time for the holiday season. There's people that when they have a gift, they either wrap it up. Or put it in a gift bag. Sometimes you, you have an option. It depends oh. on the product. Yeah. Okay. No, it doesn't. 
Ah, there it is. There's two kinds. Okay. If it's a really small little thing you can't wrap, yeah, you put in a gift bag. Exclude those things. But if it's something that you could wrap easily and make it look good, there are people that use gift bags and then people that wrap them. First of all, my mother watches this show with my child that Nicole hates. Um, so Santa didn't wrap our presents growing up in my house and he will not be wrapping her presents because Mm. Santa does not have time for that. And I'm sure you shouldn't be surprised that when I give gifts to friends and like real people that like require gift wrapping, it's going in a bag, if at all possible. Wait, I didn't know he had a kid. (laughs) What about you, Kim? I put it in a bag, but not for like that reason. I think that like the bag you choose is just as much as a choice as the gift itself. If you go to Walgreens and you look at the bag section, there are so many colors and designs, and that's just another layer of thought, you know? Caleb, who buys bags? Who has time for that? (laughs) People are getting baby bags from me until my baby shower bags are gone for every holiday and occasion. Okay? Um, I'm pro gift wrapping because here's the thing. With bags, you're not going to get them back. They're going to use that bag and re-gift it to somebody else. And so you're just constantly buying bags and tissue paper. If you buy one birthday wrapping paper and one holiday wrapping paper, you'll be set. You can just wrap all your gifts. You haven't seen me wrap a gift. This just in, Nicole hates recycling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm with you. I love wrapping a present. I think there's something to tearing that bag off. And there's somebody that is very, 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 very close to me that will never wrap a present in her life. Only bags? Only bags. And I was like, let the kids wrap, open, p- pull it open. I want, I like that. It's so much nicer than sticking your hand in and grabbing it out of a bag. Yeah, we just like rounded the corner and came down the stairs and it was like, it's a dollhouse. <laughs> it was fun. Wait, so I got a question for Greg and Nicole. Do you guys consider yourselves like good wrappers? No, I'm the you worst wrapper I mean? ever. I like don't even people care. Who the creases and the cuts and the folds. I take pride in how bad I wrap. <laughs> and I wrap a newspaper, but I like the fact you get to tear yeah. something away. It's like that, that physical feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel it. I would consider myself mediocre. Okay. Like it looks pretty nice. It's not the fanciest, but I like the tactileness of unwrapping. I would it too. guess that Nicole's mediocre is like yeah, twenty I was just about times to say, better it's than mine. Really good, but there's no way we we used to have somebody um, Tiffany that worked here before she moved to Arizona, and she was a photographer and did like like Etsy ish stuff. So it would be wrapped. There'd be gold like. You know, oh. there'd be gold lace on there. So I and don't everything. Know. It, it was. That wrapping is, That's I cannot nice. do that. Yeah. But. I like respect people who can do it. I'm just not that person. Yeah. I have to come accept it. Okay. Shot stiffers. I have so many in my in my <laughs> head. I'm going to take a long shot here because I think it's only me. There's two types of people. People who use tissues and people who use toilet paper as tissues. Wait. I drive oh, okay. in my passenger seat of my car right now because I've, I've been sick. I just have a roll of toilet paper. All right, Caleb, your thoughts? I'm actually with you on this one. Growing up, like, my mom refused to buy Kleenex. Like, for whatever reason, she just would not get it. And if you if you need a tissue, you just had a toilet roll, you know? And it was like, it, it does the same job. So, yeah. you know, I guess you're going to have a little irritated nose because it's not as soft as Kleenex. I don't know what it is. I'd just rather waste my toilet paper than, like, go out and buy a box exactly. of Kleenex. But then here, we have plenty of Kleenex around the office. Greg just made me laugh. I just rarely got a roll of toilet paper. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Nicole, what about you? I feel like whatever's practical. So if toilet paper's the practical way to go and that's what you have, then use Okay. It. I thought you guys were going to come for me on this. No, I, I have a lot of toilet paper. I'll use toilet paper. Yeah. like it, It's easier to replace toilet paper. And I've yeah. got a lot of toilet paper after seeing how insane everybody was in 2020. Like, I've got toilet paper. 
Good. Okay. <laughs> Greg, I you just have a basement full of it. I can see it. I have question. a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> <I can see laughs> it. One question I have, what ply are you using? Ooh, Whatever's available. Okay. Can I tell you a funny um, toilet paper story about Jess? Sure. Jess Bud, you ever heard of her? She, um, <laughs> we, we, on a five-year anniversary, we go out to dinner and, and bring everybody to, to like a nice restaurant. And the first year we did this, Jess is there in her goth apparel and everything. And she goes into the bathroom and comes out and has a piece of toilet paper <laughs> and lays it down on the table from the bathroom. And it was a really nice restaurant. And she's like, look at this toilet paper. <laughs> That's amazing. That's and then on Shep's first one, Shep's like, I don't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I still don't belong there. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>